Welcome to WTBU News Today. I'm Mia McCarthy. Boston has been warm and sunny lately with a few showers. Temperatures Thursday are expected to reach a high of 79 degrees, with the rest of the week getting more hot and humid. Ulala Kajoka is here now to report on an op-ed published by a BU professor. On Wednesday, BU Today published an op-ed piece written by Boston University philosophy professor Daniel Starr that opposes BU's reopening plan. The piece criticizes how the current Learn From Anywhere model forces faculty members not covered by health risk accommodations to work on campus. Starr writes that instead of filling socially distanced classrooms, Allowing students the option to live on campus with fully remote classes could satisfy students' needs to interact with their fellow students. This is similar to the plan Harvard University has implemented for their fall semester. Starr has been an active voice throughout the pandemic as an advocate for faculty at BU. In June, he co-authored an open letter asking BU to allow faculty the choice of teaching remotely and started a petition in favor of this teach-from-anywhere model. He also has a blog in which he had expressed previously that, quote, there has been a failure on the part of BU Today to represent the interests and viewpoints of university faculty on an extremely important and timely topic, end quote. In response to today's piece, he thanked BU Today in his blog and encouraged readers to share their own opinions on BU's reopening plans. In Honolulu, Hawaii, I'm Ulala Kajioka from WTBU News. Joining us now is Megan Forsyth with a story about the Boston Public Garden Pond. The Boston Public Garden Pond will be drained and cleaned after at least 20 ducks had to be euthanized after contracting a fatal toxin in the pond. According to Rob Halpin of the MSPCA Angel Animal Medical Center, about 20 mallard ducks were brought to their Jamaica Plain facility by park rangers and other people. The ducks were suffering from paralysis and respiratory issues and all had to be euthanized. Examinations of the ducks showed they were suffering from botulism, which is caused by a bacteria that can grow in stagnant water during periods of high heat. Usually the company running the swan boats is responsible for testing and treating the water at the pond. However, due to COVID, they were not in operation this year. In recent months, residents have complained the pond was full of algae and trash. Pet owners have been advised to keep their pets away from any ducks or sludge from the pond. I'm Megan Forsyth reporting from Orange County, California. And now we'll head over to Dee Dee Hoyt for a story on Laura Loomer's Republican nomination. Far-right Republican Laura Loomer won the Republican primary on Wednesday in Fort Lauderdale and will be challenging the long-standing Democrat Lois Frankel for Congress in November. Loomer has been called a social media provocateur since she started posting her ambushes of reporters and journalists online. In recent years, she has disrupted news conferences and interviews and was thrown out of a Democratic candidate's campaign event after refusing to leave. She drew controversy and was banned on Twitter after calling herself a, quote, proud Islamophobe, unquote. Many right-wing figures were at her victory party, including Milo Yiannopoulos, the former editor of Breitbart News, who was fired after praising same-sex pedophilia, and Gavin McKean's, founder of the Proud Boys, a right-wing male-only group that has been deemed a white nationalist organization by the Southern Poverty Law Center. She has been banned from most social media and ride-sharing apps, including Instagram, Twitter, Facebook, Medium, PayPal, Venmo, Uber, and Lyft. She has received millions of dollars in donations from donors, including far-right conspiracy theorist Alex Jones and the recently pardoned Roger Stone. From Washington, D.C., I'm Dee Dee Hoyt for WTBU News.
Next, a story regarding university COVID-19 cases from Natasha Abrams. Today's number of the day is 130 because that's how many students at the University of North Carolina had tested positive for COVID only one week into the semester, causing the university to reverse its plans for in-person classes this fall. After a week of in-person classes, the positivity rate of students at the university increased to 13.6% and UNC decided that all undergraduate learning will shift to remote instruction only. As of Monday, UNC has identified four clusters of COVID outbreaks in student housing facilities and around campus, including one at Sigma Nu Fraternity. Similarly, several other universities have ha- are having to reverse or stop their reopening plans as outbreaks occur. Since students returned to campus August 3rd, the University of Notre Dame has had 147 student cases of COVID-19, many of which were traced back to an off-campus party. University President Reverend John Jenkins announced that all undergraduate classes will be remote for the next two weeks in hopes of slowing the spike in cases. Other colleges and universities are having problems controlling Greek life and off-campus gatherings. A video went viral this past week of a large mask-free party at the University of North Georgia. Meanwhile, Oklahoma State University has placed an entire sorority under quarantine after 23 of its members tested positive for the virus. And at the University of Washington, at least 165 of the 290 cases have been connected to Greek life, with 15 out of the 25 fraternities suffering outbreaks. An entire dorm of 155 students at Colorado College have been forced to quarantine after a spike in positive cases resulting from not practicing proper social distancing guidelines. These increasing positivity rates on campus are just the beginning as more students return to campuses every day, and universities struggle to enforce social distancing in residence halls and Greek life housing. In Sarasota, Florida, I'm Natasha Abrams for WTBU News. Finally, an update from Aaron Michael about the eighth night of Gaza Strip bombings. Israel continues its bombing of the Gaza Strip for the eighth consecutive night over alleged rockets fired into southern Israel by Palestinians. Israel warned Hamas, who governs the Gaza Strip, that failing to stop the attacks launched into Israel will cause a war between the two countries. The latest attacks by Palestinians have been using incendiary balloons sent over the border. The Israeli response includes sending warplanes and drones to strike facilities key to the Qassam Brigades, which is the wing, which is the armed wing of the movement. Israeli President Ruvain Rivlin warned that as far as Israel is concerned, Continued attacks will be considered terrorist activity. He stated that should all the attacks continue, it will be interpreted as a threat of war, and it will be retaliated. In Rochester, New York, I am Aaron Michael for WTBU News. That's it for this edition of WTBU News Today. Be sure to tune into our full program every Tuesday and Thursday at 6 p.m. Eastern over on WTBU Radio. On behalf of Gabriela Lopez, Megan Gregoire, Amanda Schneider, Grace Ferguson, and Lily Kepner. I'm Mia McCarthy reporting from Boston, Massachusetts for WTBU News.